Hello and welcome to Game Ready Technologies, the Future Report. Today we're going to be talking about a couple of topics from this week and the past week. Uh, something that we saw yesterday is uh, QLC Flash. So last week we talked a lot about how the prices are going to be increasing drastically for the M.2s, uh, specifically the Flash, because they're trying to like nerf the market or something. It's cost and demand. Yeah, it, they're or just supply and demand. I'm sorry. Oh, it's the it's it was NAND. the manufacturers of NAND flash. Mm -hmm. They were basically just trying to say, well, we're the only provider that you buy from, so we're just going to make this cost more. Mm -hmm. And as far as we know, it's a proprietary single one or two manufacturers that have full control of the market. Exactly. So we're kind of at their mercy when it comes to pricing. Yep, but now we're looking at a new flash. Uh, we don't know a lot about this flash, so uh, we're not saying that it's super reliable or anything because we don't know that much about it. But uh, HP is providing uh, this new, they're, they're like basically the, the start off for this QLC flash. Um, it's actually ludicrously cheaper than, than NAND flash. We have uh, just one of the ones that they have available or that they're going to have available is a two terabyte M.2. It's going to be $89 starting. And that's going to be an M.2 with flash. Yeah, for with the bucks. QLC flash. Which, before that, it was like, what is it, $200 right now? For I think a, for two terabytes, because I saw a four terabyte go for 500 Yeah. So and then I saw like a two terabyte Approximately half two. of that is like $200. Yeah. So 50, what, 100% price decrease, 100% cheaper? Yeah, pretty much. That's what we're looking at. So uh, that's pretty much all the information we have on that one, unfortunately. Uh, there's not a whole lot. There's, there's obviously more information on like what the the actual flash does and how it performs and stuff but as far as i know that's the only information we have on pricing and stuff like that didn't we say that there was um or you told me there was stuff on their actual site about it or do they not really yeah so so on hp's website they have some metrics but they don't really have like speeds and stuff so there's not a lot of information on that i'm looking at that right now so it looks like it's more for databases analytics content delivery <clears throat> so cdns if you ever used like image kit before it's like that so it's so they're it's not kind like, of like they're not for gaming necessarily then it's yeah no yeah. no it's it's more of storage it's pretty much like a hard drive except an ssd but it still has high speeds yeah i mean it's still going to basically make the hard drive obsolete if it wasn't already but it's yeah because be it's going to replace that price bracket yeah but a it's two not, terabyte hard drive right now is about fifty dollars but it's also not going to be like a 980 Pro. No, that, that much no, we can no, no. tell for certain. It's yeah, not so it's not going to be. Uh, yeah, for just a few pennies more per gigabyte than a 10K hard disk drive, you can get the most affordable HP, HPE Enterprise SSDs. Three times more energy efficient. Oh, that's what we're, we're looking at the same thing right now. Yeah, we are. This is really great. So I like that direction. This is good because. Yeah. So this is more of like a mass storage option instead of high speeds. Well, I mean, even in our own uses, we have um, that massive like RAID system yeah. with the eight hard drives in it. And imagine that, but the size of one of those like miniature PCs because you can stack them all on a board. Yeah. For very little additional cost. I think that's worth it. Yeah, I think so. So on the topic of... Uh, speed and uh on the chip 
kind of related yep. uh, storage and RAM, we have new RAM. So this is, this is going to be interesting. I actually saw some of this about two months ago. So October, November. Um, they're like one of our favorite companies, actually. Team Group unveiled Extreme RAM. Yep. And by extreme, we mean DDR5 8200 megahertz. Which is literally the fastest speed we've <laughs> ever the fastest, seen. The fastest I've ever seen, 72. So 82 is... Yeah, I think it. that there was one that was 8,000. You could... It was like documented. You can but it, you it, can it overclock to 8,000. Yeah, but it wasn't out of the box. No. Designed. This is... As far as I'm aware and as far as they say um, through Guru 3D, this is the first RAM that can get up to that speed without dedicated cooling. Ridiculous. Yeah. <clears throat> Let me see. My bad. Take the reins again. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. Um, let's see. New BIOS updates required. That's to be expected. <clears throat> Works no. For... There's no BIOS updates required. It says advancements with the new BIOS updates on the Z790. Oh, wait a second. Pretty oh, sure you hang do on. have to. Hang on. Wouldn't you? Nope. I'm talking about the next <laughs> the next topic. I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess then you'd have to upgrade your BIOS to even use this, but that's yeah to be expected. And then I can I know for a fact it's going to work on Z790s because that's the best you can get right now, but what yeah. about Ryzen? So it you'd looked into this. It's Ryzen compatible up to the X series, like the latest? Uh, the 7200s. 7200s. And there's not new boards in that as far as I know. So, I mean, if you no, have... No, uh, so it's it's compatible with the seventh the seventh generation Ryzen's. Okay. Um, but you do have to get that latest BIOS update. Okay. So it's going to be similar to what we saw five or six years ago with Zen 2. Yeah, but as, as far as I know, the, the Intel version is going to be a lot more stable. But, but there are still a lot of instabilities. But that's what we've... That's going to be normal with Ryzen for now yeah, because Ryzen just isn't, their memory controller isn't mature enough, so we have yep. to give it some time. Well, let's see. Hardware. 2x16 and 2x24. I find this interesting, 2x24 as a configuration, because when DDR5 first was announced in and you're talking about capacity. Yeah, so the capacity, like the configurations, gigabytes. exactly. Yep. Like, like the kit configs uh, 2 and 2, or 1 and 1, I mean. I'm, I always thought that that was interesting, but it makes a lot of sense considering the stability concerns because I actually have a 2x16 kit of 5,000, and before June last year, I was having instability as well. So having this run at, what, 2,200 megahertz faster, yep. and it still works in a 2x24, which is more than what I have, is crazy. So very, very, very impressive. Um, Though it, it shouldn't really come as a surprise because when they announced DDR5 and the next AMD platform, they said the maximum throughput for memory was 12, it was like what, 12,000 megahertz was the maximum, I remember. So we're already starting to get to that point. Yeah. So give it two more years, I assume we'll start seeing kits of... So here's the thing, with all that stability issues in mind, like with all those problems, we're... Who do you think this is like aimed for? It's it's probably not. Yeah, it's it can't be for like gamers. <laughs> it's, not for, it's not for us yet. Yeah. It's not for us yet. That's for sure. It it has to be like just straight enthusiasts and overclockers. Yeah. Like if I see one of these kits, I expect to see it on an Intel i9 14900KS, which yeah. just came out. Actually, we'll get to that. Um, but I mean, you're not going to see it on anything else. I wouldn't put this on a Ryzen 9 at the moment because they're just not, and they really aren't going to make use of this like an Intel would. Yeah. But give it four or five years, I assume we'll be able to buy these for about the same price as 
the kits that we're buying we'll right now. We'll see. Maybe they might be cheaper. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume for an 8200 <clears throat> megahertz kit in four years, I'm going to estimate like 120 bucks probably. I think that at the at the speed that we're increasing our speeds at, I don't think that this is going to be relevant for too long. Because I think that it, we're just going to come out with the next thing and this is kind of just... Because it's almost like a step up, we're only going up like, what is it, 400... 400 uh, megahertz so we're not, not increasing not, by yeah. a ton like it's it's a great increase and that will definitely increase performance by a lot but is it going to be noticeable i think that the, it's a two it's a i guess it's an issue with more factors than just the speed of the hardware because where we are right now so many people have such good hardware that a lot of software isn't even optimized properly yeah i think that it's we're really just confined by software right now. It's not even a hardware issue because what we have is so advanced. And like we've seen that the hardware that we have is capable. We're seeing it in the graphics card industry as well. Like our hardware is so capable of running this stuff. It's just the software needs to get to the point where you can make the hardware work better. I think best practice should be followed close, closer than it is has been in the past. I think that it's yeah. not, for example, it's not wise for a piece of software to have the capability to use a lot of your system memory and then not actually use it. Yeah. But in the same, in the exact same like argument, um, software that does certain things should not use as much memory as it does. If you play games on your computer, you install stuff to your computer, you're gonna install most likely Steam, Discord, OBS, a couple of other things for your drivers, and if you have a keyboard or mouse with RGB, you're gonna install that too. And by the time you're done doing those five things, you've used up, if you have a 16 gigabytes of RAM PC, you've used half of it, just, yeah. from, just from keeping the PC on and working. So, so I think that kind so of both. like what we're leading up to on this is if you are planning on like doing things that require a lot of speed, I would just go for 5,000 megahertz and just get a crap ton. DDR just get 6, more 000, storage. 5,000, yeah, get more. Just because I, I haven't seen what the prices of this is going to be, but I'm assuming it's going to be ludicrous for a long time. But if it were me, and I'm just going to say this out of just what I think I'll do personally is I'll just, because a lot of people will go for this, just because it's just another upgrade and a lot of people want that, it's going to make the lower speed more affordable. And the used market will benefit from it greatly as well. Yeah, so I, I think I'm just gonna go for higher capacity, lower speed, and there are people who need that speed, but we'll for see. For me, I'm gonna take the same exact approach. Um, I'm on a two by 16, and it's DDR6000, and to be honest with you, my CPU can't even run four of those DIMMs right now. Yep. But in the future, I'm hoping either a new CPU will come out and the BIOS update that accompanies it will allow that chip to support it, and that'll be a relatively inexpensive fix, or there will be a BIOS update revision sometime in the next couple of years to make that possible. I'm just gonna buy 128 gigs and just yeah. sit on it like that, and not gonna, I'm not gonna bother. More is better for me, at least. Yeah. So on the topic of more, we have a funny one. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so here's kind of like a, a funny note. 
Um, people are taking the 2080 Ti's, so five years old at this point. They're taking those cards and they're just loading them with VRAM. Um, there are on eBay right now, there's a seller that's modding these 2080 Ti's with 22 gigabytes of VRAM. <laughs> He's selling them for $499, which is, I think it's, that's pretty reasonable for 22 gigs of VRAM. Yeah. So, um, they're blowing up once again, these 2080 Ti's, because they were at once, they were a great card at one time, um, especially on the gaming market, because it's like the step down from the 2090, and, uh... I don't think there ever was a 2090. There was a... Or, or it was the... A, it was like a 30... Yeah. It was like a 3070, pre-3070. Yeah, so... it's so, still pretty viable. Okay, yeah, it was when the 30 series came out, and when we had that shortage... Mm -hmm. So all the 20 series cards were being bought up off the used market. So we're having the same thing happen again with these... Uh, I'm actually going to try to find one. I have to see this for myself. Yeah, there's, I think I, I provided a link on here. Uh, uh, no, I didn't. I'm going to find one real quick. Um, Let's see. But yeah, there, the seller... There's a specific seller that I'm talking about here. I don't know what his name was. Um, but they have a huge uh, variety of good reviews. Uh, mostly because he has made this as plug and play as possible you plug in this card and it's ready you don't have to get custom drivers you don't have to do any bios updates you don't have to do anything you just plug it in and you have a 2080 ti in your in your system but instead of it having its what was it 11 gigs, 11 gigs, gigs or 12 gigs you have 22 gigs it's really funny so, so what here's the thing though so he said well what you just said it's plug and play no custom drivers yep so does this mean the card was originally supposed to ship with a lot more vram and they just cut it at production i mean that's kind of what it's seeming like to me because they did the same thing especially a, because like if there's not going to be any voltage you don't have to up uh up the voltage or anything it basically was prepared to to ship with that much ram in the first place so why would that be? Because th there was a similar thing done to the 3070. People complained when that came out, and I'm, I'm a victim of this. I have a 3070. It only has 8 gigs. Yeah. So when you're playing games, you select 8 gigs as an option for your texture filtering, and some games will try to even eat more. But they didn't even stop there. The same thing happened with the, the 4080, 4080 yeah, yeah, Ti yeah. type thing, where they, did they eventually make it the, the 4070? Did I they, think they just they... unlaunched it. I remember they unlaunched it. I don't know what they did yeah, with them. Yeah, because it's but... the exact same card, but some have an extra chip on it that has more VRAM. Mm -hmm. So but What I'm saying is when the 3070 came out, there was the same exact solution. Someone on eBay was making them, yeah. and he was putting 16 gigs on them because they actually had the space on the PCB for 16. Yeah, because they basically just put that on there and then sell it for an extra $400. Exactly, but the the difference in that situation is <coughs> you actually had to flash your own BIOS, which turned yeah, a lot of people off. Yeah, that's but what, that's what makes these so like accessible. In some and ways, it's, but yeah. it's such a great deal, basically, because the actual purpose and the target selling point for these is the newest uh, AI for RTX cards. Because it's an RTX card, you can use the AI feature that NVIDIA is supporting right now. I'm pretty sure that they're trying to lock that to the 30,000 series and newer, but given, I don't a, know, but given but NVIDIA's but track record, you can most likely spoof your card and so make it compatible. What I read off of Guru3D is that they are um, 
purposefully made for that use of AI. And having that extra VRAM makes it a lot easier to do. Um, there's also, it's not just the, uh, the VRAM that's like making these cards better. Because they were a great gaming card in the first place, they are still good at gaming. So whether you want one for want a cheaper graphics card with a good amount of VRAM for gaming or not, um, according to Guru3D, this graphics card can produce uh, a 512 by uh, 768 pixel image in only five seconds. Wait, where did my... Uh... Hold on. Yeah, 5.7 seconds. Which is... It's like a like a thirty. And this is this would be like a rendering scenario. Yeah, it's it's like rendering, but rendering, as you know, it helps in game performance because of the mm -hmm. the different objects that have to be loaded, especially maps and things. Just processes. It makes the processes faster. I wonder if we could throw. It'd be so cool to have one of these. Throw it on a test bench next to like its equivalent, like a thirty seventy eight gig, and see what it does. Yeah. Because that was the the reason I bought the thirty seventy was because at the price that they were offering it, I could either pay like a thousand three hundred dollars for a 3080 or a $1,000 even for a 3070 Ti. I spend a lot, but yeah. at the same time, you couldn't get a 2080 Ti because they were either used and still a thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, or I could buy a 3070 brand new with, with EVGA's track record for a thousand as well. So wondering what and this get would that, look that like. lifetime warranty. The one that they, they were the only company that was actually upheld. Like they actually were upholding their own um, RMA process. Yep. at the time but that that makes that kind of piques my interest like if we had a, that 2080 ti modded next to a stock 3070 where the scores would end up because i'm sure in some games they would actually be what the box performance would be because a lot of games don't even bother using that vram but then in games like i don't know alan wake 2. i want to see like what's the performance for a 2080 ti like this one right next to just another 2080 ti how much do you think that would improve performance it's in games i don't even know because some games don't even have the capability to use that much vram yeah, so you some, would have to pick you would have to hand pick titles that'll actually but there are also yeah. some games that don't require v like pretty much any vram it it fully relies off the cpu yeah i think so any console game that's built for a ps5 would probably be a good title to test this out in that's because true. they like the 16 gigs yeah now that also begs the question too. If these are handmade, what's the vari variance between each model you get? Uh, so that was another thing that I didn't actually write down. But apparently, he extensively tests each in individual card, and he is—he uh, actually takes back. He has like his own little warranty on it, and he'll take back cards that don't function at the stated performance. Guy's doing a better job than. Nvidia was back yeah. in 2020. But it's, uh, it's crazy. He basically just assures that you're going to get the product that he advertises, and what he advertises is a great product, which is why this this caught my interest. Well, I tried to find it, couldn't find it. So he's either completely sold out, or the 2080 market is too uh, is too active. It's at the really moment. saturated so, right now. Yeah, I'm not seeing it, but that's very interesting. And 499 is not a lot to ask for a card that good. I mean, I know, I especially imagine how much time that it takes with the micro soldering that you have to do and stuff. I'm pretty sure a 3070 will put you back 300 as is. So add 200 bucks and get what four, almost three times the VRAM. Seems like a valid deal to me, just so long as you know you know what you're going to be using it for. So 
that's all very interesting. Um, on to more of a software approach, uh, more of a software related topic, AMD is going to be completely relaunching Anti-Lag Plus. Okay. So they're going to pull the old one completely and they're going to completely relaunch it. It's not going to be a patch or a bug fix or a software update. It's going to be a rip, like open heart surgery rip out replacement. It's going to be com a transplant. I guess would be the word you'd use. So and they're not even just updating no, it, they're just pulling it's, it, it They're They're starting over because, well, I'll start off by kind of giving the explanation for why it's in the state that it's in. Um, it's because AMD is constantly on NVIDIA's heels when it comes to features. So when NVIDIA goes, hey guys, we have RTX for the RTX 20 series launch, AMD has to scramble to even come up with any kind of answer because they weren't prepared for it, and they weren't prepped for what DLSS could even do. Even though DLSS wasn't even in its full state, AMD had no answer. There was nothing that AMD had at the time that could compete. And fast forward three or four years, and AMD's in a similar position where NVIDIA has had, um, if you're familiar with um, its Reflex and Reflex Boost, yep. there's DLSS, there's super resolution, which is what takes your web videos in your browser and then actually upscales them. So you can stream the video on low quality if you're on like a poor connection, but then view it in 4K anyway, live right through your graphics card. And yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy. And then they've just said, hey, in chat with a chat AI, no internet required off of your own graphics card. And AMD again has nothing. And one of the reasons that Reflex specifically, which is kind of the one that I'll talk about more, exists is because it's for the competitive market. It's, they're trying to reduce that amount of latency per frame. That's yeah. all the point of it is. And their implementation was they go to every individual developer, they provide them the toolkit, and the developer puts it in the game. Um, AMD didn't have these connections, so their alternative was a driver tool. It injects itself like in between the time when the application opens and the instruction, like the application runs like a cycle yep. and then the computer actually processes that information. They tried to slip anti-lag plus right in between those instructions. Which sets. is why it gets tagged for yeah. hacking. So apparently when CS2 came out finally after its long beta, um, people started playing competitively and then would come back to their accounts the next day, they were VAC banned indefinitely yeah. for cheats because the, whatever it is, VAC anti-cheat yeah, and detected. They, there's been a huge thing with that. It's not the only game either. Yeah, the, there've been a lot of games that, it's it's just basic hack tools can, or hack clients. Mm -hmm. That's the same way that they get into the program. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. You're all good. But, yeah, it's an injection. That's yeah. the biggest problem. And what they didn't realize is that every anti-cheat looks for those first yeah and 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 i guess anti-lag plus gets caught in the crossfire yeah so, i think that they they ended up fixing that but there was wasn't there a lawsuit against those there for, already was yeah for people getting banned and they lose like thousands of dollars they did because um, of their their skins and stuff especially championship players because that's mainly who got and it. and it was rough because it wasn't one anti-cheat that got it there was um easy anti-cheat yep. at one point got them before they patched it the first time there were vac bands um, there were bans on like, uh, I think it's Battleye for Rainbow Six Siege yep. and Tarkov, I think also uses it. Yeah. But there were so many situations in, and Overwatch 2 was another title, but 
getting permanently banned for cheats when you and enter your gaming overlay and turn on anti-lag is yeah. ridiculous. And I, they finally took full accountability for it. And it was the it. funny thing is that it was meant for that too. Like that that is why that program was designed for professional play. For yeah. them to reduce the lag time. So mm -hmm. the fact that it doing its only job is what got people get banned. It's not like it got it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a third tiny like experimental feature. Yeah. It was the main program. It was itself. the actual program that was designed to lower the frame time that actually got the people banned. That's just it's, it's ironic. Yeah, it's it ironic. Shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened. I remember I was at work when I was listening to a podcast about that, and I was like, "That is, it's comical." Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it's one of the big reasons that people, <clears throat> professional players, were no longer recommending AMD cards to people. Because yeah. if those are the features that you can expect from them, then what's really the benefit if it's not... At this point, with how competitive the market has become, it's not even that much less to get a Radeon card like it was before. Yep. Um, the last thing I'll say really on this topic is um, I'm excited for Anti-Lag Plus, not because I even needed for competitive play but the biggest use case for it um is going to be in tandem with flow frames because whenever you have any kind of ai upscaling tool that adds frames it adds latency and if you happen to have a tool built in that at the same time reduces latency you can actually greatly improve your overall experience if you have your upscaler going and your anti-lag going it almost almost brings the experience close enough that you don't even know the upscaler is there. Yeah. And that's what you want out of DLSS flow frames. That's the experience that they want. And that's amazing um, if you think about handhelds and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's really all there is to say about anti-lag. Um, AMD is not given a release date. They, they're not saying when it's going to happen or even if they've even began on anti-lag 2 or whatever it's going to be. Mm -hmm. But that's really all that they've given us. But it's a good look into the future at AMD's kind of software department because clearly, at least we can hope that they're going to reevaluate the way that they change drivers and add built-in yeah. features, and hopefully this won't happen again. Yeah. So, would you like to close us out? No, you no, can't. I can. Okay. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, conversing with you guys and having fun. Uh, we are going to be available on Discord if you'd like to join. I'm going to put a link uh, if you happen to be watching from YouTube. Um, we also have a website where we post uh, the computers that we build, um, and we'll also have a link to the Discord server there as well. So it's GameReadyTech.com. It'll be on screen if you're on YouTube, and thank you so much for watching. Bye-bye.